It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Monday, July 20th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. I am Detroit Sports Editor Noel Bianchi here today, flying solo. Uh, Ethan Smith, the, the other gracious host of this show, put in some, uh, some after hours last week while I was on vacation. So I decided to give him the first two days of the week off and, uh, I'm going to be joined by the host of the new locked on devils podcast, Trey Matthews. Uh, I wish we could have had the chance to get Trey on our NHL draft lottery live stream. Uh, but we could not because he just got hired right after the fact. So I figured we'd bring him on here to talk to him hear his thoughts about what the Devils got going on over the next offseason. How do they compare to the Red Wings? You know, a little oranges to apples type deal. Uh, once again, thank you to Ethan and our good friend Sergio Colchester for taking over the show last week. Uh, they put out some really good stuff. They did a jersey bracket comparing some of the, the, the most classic NHL jerseys. Went through the original six, went through the best of the rest. Lots of good stuff in there. So go check those out if you haven't already. It'll be a better than anything I'm, I'm going to be spewing over these airwaves. So uh, after this episode is done, be sure to go check those out. Uh, we are going back to five episodes a week. So we do. So we are going to split this up into a two-part episode, run half today, half tomorrow uh, of our interview with Trey Matthews from Lockdown Devils. We hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll see you back here at the end of the episode. All right, it's time for a crossover episode. Uh, I am... Nolan Bianchi, Detroit sports writer from the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. And today I have with me Trey Matthews. Uh, he is the host of the newly up and running Lockdown Devils podcast. He is a play-by-play broadcaster for women's hockey at Adrian College. You may have heard of that school if you live in the area. Uh, his name, I just said it, Trey Matthews. He's our guest today at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. And I am his guest at the Lockdown Devils podcast. Trey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. What an honor. I've, I've always wanted to join uh, my hometown team's uh, show somehow. <laughs> well, there we go. So you just mentioned it. You grew up in the area. Uh, how did you get involved you know, with, with the Devils? What, what kind of led you to end up becoming the host of the Locked On Devils podcast? So you see, the best part of growing up in Michigan, living in Philadelphia, and having family in New Jersey is that you have so many options. So um, I currently, I live in Philadelphia. I grew up in Detroit, but uh, my grandmother, my aunt, they live in uh, New Jersey, that Trenton to be specific. So um, they just introduced me to uh, New Jersey sports and I just uh, grew attached to them a little bit. And here we are. And I just said, you know what? I want the Devils because first of all, I'm a huge PK Subban fan. Subban, sorry. Subban fan. And 
also it's just um I, I just love the opportunity to uh, cover hockey as much as I can because, you know, me being a play-by-play announcer, I just, I, I just want to expand my horizons a little bit, and here we are. Now, uh, you obviously, like you just said, grew up during that kind of time. What, do you remember watching the Red Wings when you were younger? Would you have any favorite memories? Oh, you have no idea. I actually covered this on my show just a few episodes, episodes ago. You remember Marion Hosa? Oh, I, far too well. so i i remember i remember that time period where you know it was the red wings and the penguins they actually showed that just a couple months ago on uh nhl classics on nhl tv and um i remember watching that game i remember red wings win round one penguins get the revenge round two hoso is on team uh on the penguins team at first lose to detroit he joins the detroit red wings for less money on a one-year deal and they end up losing to the Penguins, which I don't know the chances of that happening. And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely remember uh, the Detroit Red Wings. I actually had a Red Wings themed party when I think I was in either second or third grade. I'm like, literally, like it was like a happy birthday tray banner with the Red Wings logo. I actually had uh, a Red Wings cake. I think Alp the Octopus was on it. I, oh, I got to find yeah. that somewhere. It, 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 it was, like I said, this was like second or third grade. So I, I got to find that. That's that's probably lost somewhere in my mom's old camera. Got to do some digging around. The Al the Octopus is the uh, is just a classic. I was at uh, I saw a sticker on a bathroom a couple of days ago that was Al the Octopus. It's so distinct. It's it's a great purple. You don't really see it a, a lot of places, but like it's so it's so funny how like something like that can be so iconic to the Red Wings while also it's just right. like, it's like an unofficial mascot. Yeah, and you know what? As a kid, I was like, "Where's Al the Octopus? Where's the mascot?" And I was—they're like, "Well, you might want to look up." Yeah, <laughs> he's about to drop. He's about to drop, and I was like, "Wait, wait! He's not going to come out and say hi to the fans." I'm like, and they're like, "I, I don't think you would want an octopus going with eight legs going around meeting yeah. people. That's just a mess asking waiting to happen." So, <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> So what's this process been like getting to uh, getting to know the Devils just a little bit better? You obviously live close to the area. You have families that, or family that lives there. But as you've become the authority on Devils hockey, you know, in the New Jersey area, what has that been like in, in, in kind of just sinking your teeth into the team, you know, whether it be the cap structure, what, what the talent pool, the, the outlook for the couple next years and beyond? What's that been like? Well, we're on the same boat. We're not going to Edmonton or Toronto for the whatever you want to call it. Like, I, I guess it's the playoffs. Just like it is the playoffs. If anybody else tries to say it's not the playoffs, just so they can get get around the whole caveat of the fact that a playoff team is going to win the draft lottery, it's the playoffs. Let's be real. Here. Okay. Well, we'll yeah, we'll just <laughs> we'll just for the sake of it, we'll say the playoffs. But you know, I, I feel like the future is bright. We have uh, young. We have young talent. Um, we have some cap space flexibility, not the biggest in the world, but enough to work it out. Obviously, we hired Lindy Ruff. Um, wasn't too happy about that. Um, we, we, we have some veterans on this team. And honestly, I like covering teams like this because it's interesting because it's like the future is like, honestly, covering a, let's just say, not so good team is actually fun because you get to do so much with this. It's unpredictable because if they do well, you're surprised, like greatly surprised. And you can right. do way more with it because it's like, what can we do? Who can we trade? Who can we pick up? If they do poorly, it's just like, oh, well, that was expectations. Right. Let's just look at the future. Whereas if you have a contending team, it's like, 
well, we don't really need to do anything. We're contenders. Like we're, we're not going to pick or trade anyone unless it's like do or die. So it's like, and yeah, our it, roster is locked. And it's like the day to the day to day of being a contender. And I'm not definitely, this is definitely somewhat of a spin zone to, you know, whatever, but like the day to day of being a contender is exhausting. Like I remember, uh, I assume you used to grow up, you know, listening to ninety-seven one, the ticket every now and then. Uh, but I like, I love ninety. I but I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, no, go ahead. I've met I've met Dan Dickerson, uh, the play by the play by play for radio for Detroit Tigers, because he I uh, I'll tell you more about this story later, but uh, uh, I worked at UDM as a ball boy, University of Detroit Mercy, yeah. and um. Dan Dickerson for a season was doing play-by-play for the television of UDM. And I remember meeting him and I said, uh, Mr. Dickerson, I, I, I was so polite as a kid, but just like, <laughs> I, I was like, I, I grew up listening to you because, and I'm sure you didn't hear that too often from kids because it's like, you know, television has become big. Yeah. But the thing was, I was not allowed to watch television during the weekdays. So the, in order to listen to the Tigers, I had to at, like, when I was in like, elementary school I had to like listen on the radio I remember going to camp they said you couldn't bring a cell phone you couldn't bring um any source of technology no no gaming system nothing and I I found a loophole I brought a mini pocket radio so I could listen to the Tigers (laughs) and so it was one battery operated I I love that thing because it was just like I could listen to the Tigers. I'm still close to society, even though I'm in uh, somewhere in Gaylord, Michigan, I've, I've near Travis City. You know, so uh, yeah, I remember meeting him, and it was just uh, it was pretty cool. I want to get back to something you just said about Lindy Ruff in just one second, but first, let's talk about RockAuto.com, Trey. I mean, all right, got everything you need at reliably low prices. Can you really ever beat that? No, you can't because. I, I go to these other dealerships and I, and I almost have a heart attack. I'm just like, how much for this? All I did was just this. It's gonna co- That's how much more the car costs if I go here. But at rockauto.com, you know, my car ever breaks down because, you know, it's a long trip going from Michigan to yep. uh, Philadelphia. My car ever breaks down or I need some parts, you best believe I'm heading over to rockauto.com. In fact, and I, I might do so just- now. <laughs> Well, and more than just being, uh, you know, a, a great dealer of parts, it's really when you use rockauto.com, you're using something that gives you peace of mind. Rockauto.com is peace of mind, knowing that no matter how big or how small your issue might be, you'll be able to go to their website and get it figured out. They've got engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Now, do you want to hear the best part of all, Trey? I do. What, What is it? I'm on my the edge of my seat. All of their parts are going to be reliably low and the same prices for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend twice as much for the same parts? That makes no business sense. That it really Especially doesn't. me being a broke college student. I get no money <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to do you a favor. We're going to do me a favor. We're going to do all of our listeners a favor and tell them to head over to rockauto.com right now. And when they're checking out, fixing that car, when they're ready to head out onto the open road this summer, they can all they have to do to repay me, to repay you, to repay the Locked On Network is just tell rockauto.com 
that locked on sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. It's lockonder.com. You heard it here first, folks. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So I want to get back to something that you just said about Lindy Ruff. You weren't necessarily happy with that hiring. Why Why not? Were you hoping that they would keep Elaine Nazardine? What, what were you hoping with that? Okay, I know they needed a new coach. I, that was just evident because we tried to contend. You know, we made a big trade. Now we're stuck with this contract, uh, P.K. Subban. So it's just like we need, we need something better. So I was hoping they would get uh, LaViolette or uh, Gerard Gallant. I thought they would get one of those two because I see their track history. I see what they've done. Uh, Coach Lobby is a he, – he's won a Stanley Cup with the Carolina Hurricanes. He took the Nashville Predators to their first Stanley Cup. They didn't win, but, you know, you still you still went in, in first time in franchise history. He's P.K. Subban's old coach, so I was just like – and he's a defensive-minded defensive coach, which is the, what the Devils need because that was the Devils' culture for so long, but now it's become their detriment. Uh, their defense and so I was just hoping they would get coach Lavi he's he worked great with uh, Bobrovsky uh, for the Flyers during his tenure there Uh, as for Gerard Gallant um, he he took the Vegas Golden Knights to their first ever Stanley Cup appearance in their first year as a team ever Mm -hmm. like no one expected them to do well an expansion team going to the Stanley Cup finals coaching being important I can't imagine a scenario where it's more gripping then in that when you take all these outcasts you know whatever what i can't remember what they were calling themselves they were calling themselves like the outcasts as they as they were the year of the underdogs as i called it yeah yeah i was like no one expected that team to go as far as they went i would have just laughed at you like seriously an expansion team a newly (laughs) formed expansion team going to the stanley cup uh i think you i think it's not five o'clock yet i think you need to uh uh, check yourself in or something like that but it's just like one of those guys because Lindy Ruff he's one of the most winningest coaches in NHL history no one's denying his track history it's just his defensive style doesn't really work in today's NHL and that was proven evident uh, when he was uh, the defensive coordinator these past three years for the Rangers uh, his tenure in um, in Dallas and his inconsistency as his Sabres career went on it's just I was just like, yeah, his track history is good, but you can't, you know, the old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, yeah. but you can't teach a newly born puppy old dog tricks either. So it's just like, I, I just feel like there was a better option on the table. Well, and Gerard Gallon is a guy who uh, we are very familiar with. Obviously, not only did he have this career in Detroit uh, playing on Steve Eisenman's right. line, but as as the discussion about whether Jeff Blashill should be back for a, another season next year or not kind of tended to heat up, it was it, it shifted away from fire Jeff Blashill to fire Jeff Blashill and hire Gerard Gallant. Uh, you know, he's a guy who, like you said, he not only has proven that he could win, but he's also gotten the short end of the stick, not only in Vegas. I mean, they kind of ousted him pretty quickly after what he did, but in Florida too, before that, leaving him on the same, (laughs) leaving him on the side of the highway, uh, you know, find having to find his way back home. What do you think 
in general, though, about changing a coach in this current climate? Because I, I think one, one argument for bringing Jeff Blashill back that I, I think myself and others have leaned on is the fact that you're going to bring in a new coach and then they're going to have X amount of time until the players even get to meet them. They're going to have X amount of time until they go to their first official camp. It's all so unknown. And I was kind of just surprised to see, uh, you know, teams being w- so willing to kind of dump their coach knowing that the, the unknown is ahead. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I, I just want to reiterate, there will be a season. There will be an NHL season. If, if, you, if anyone's confused by that, just look at my episode. Uh, there's just two, uh, let's see, when did I post this? I think I posted this like, a uh, few episodes ago on my channel, but it's just like, there will be a season. Uh, it might be shortened. There might be some changes, but there will be 100% be a season. There's too much money. There's too much uh, stuff yeah. on the table for, for everything to get canceled. Um, well, firing a coach, it's just like when it's needed, it's needed. Like the devils, they just underperformed. We have some guys that we need to develop. We have some contracts that we're stuck with. We have, potential I don't think like I said on the show I don't think we're too far down the rebuild ladder but the thing is is that you know we need to see change and we need to see it quickly um I don't I don't know what to think of Lindy Ruff quite yet because I need to see him uh behind the devil's bench see what he can do but um as for the Red Wings it's just like what what I, I don't mean to be offensive here, but what's changing your team going to what, – what's, what's firing the coach going to do? Yeah. He has nothing to work with. It's like, it's like Ron Garden hiring the Detroit Tigers, another Detroit team. It's like he's got nothing to work with. At least with the Devils, they got some pieces to work with. Not a lot, but some. I agree with you on the Jeff Blatt, but this is complete. This is talking baseball here. I, I disagree on the Ron Gardner thing. I think that's I think that's kind of like your your gripe with Lindy Ruff is my gripe with uh, Ron Gardner. It's like just I actually mentioned that on my show. Like you can't teach a old dog new tricks, but you can't teach a new puppy old dog tricks. I mentioned <laughs> that on my show, saying usually hiring an older coach to coach younger guys who need development not usually the best solution. Because it's not going to work long term. All right. That'll do it for today's episode. Big thanks to Trey Matthews for coming on, being our guest today. Be sure to go check out the Locked On Devils podcast. You might learn a thing or two about the Red Wings. Might get some new ideas about what the Red Wings should do. Who knows? Uh, He's an intelligent guy, really knows his stuff, and we look forward to bringing you guys another episode, another conversation with him tomorrow. Be sure to subscribe. You'll have it in your inbox waiting for you when you wake up tomorrow morning. Follow us on Twitter at L-O underscore Red Wings. Uh, I think that's it. So we'll see you guys tomorrow.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.